show. Well, it is my absolute pleasure to welcome in our next guest, who is someone that uh, I have great respect for. The way that he officiated, he was fair, he was stern, and he was always on the pulse. He might have got a couple of decisions wrong, particularly when he yellow-carded me twice. <laughs> but that is okay, and he's been nice enough to join us right now. He is the most decorated rugby World Cup, well, rugby referee going, and uh, his name is Nigel Owens, out of card, out of Wales. How you going, Nigel? Thanks for joining us, mate. I'm, I'm, I'm very well. Can I just... I make this announcement now, uh, Izzy. I, I apologise for the yellow card. I got it wrong. It should have been the red. <laughs> Look, my first yellow, I remember it vividly. We were at Christchurch and I jumped up and I did knock Rob Carney. But then there was one in South Africa and I've never had a ruck in my life. And you've warned the All Blacks about a fring- infringing at, at the ruck time. And while well, a fullback comes around and makes a little mistake, thought the ball's out picks it up and runs away, you'd send me off, and I haven't even hit a ruck all game until that time. Well, I didn't, I didn't actually yellow card you for the offence. I yellow carded you because what the hell were you doing in a ruck? That's what you got the card for. Oh, mate. It was good times. Good banter. I really enjoyed uh, the way you, you went about your work, mate. You're one of the greats, uh, a hell of a personality. But we're at the Rugby World Cup, someone that knows what it's about. You've officiated a World Cup final 2015. You've been in the, in the hot seat, mate. What's this week like? Yeah, it'll be it'll be big on it, particularly from uh, from obviously from the both teams mm. side of view. You know, you've got you've got the two greatest of, of rugby nations. Because um, as a referee, um, that that is the big game. You know, South Africa, mm. New Zealand is is the big game. That is probably the toughest game in in world rugby to to, to referee. Um, that is what you speak to all the referees, particularly in, in days gone by years as well. You know, your, mm. your Derek Bevans and, and the likes as well. And they all say the same thing. And and now they're going to meet in, in the final of, of, of the Rugby World Cup as well. And the two of them probably knocked out, which was most, a lot of people's favourites for the final, which mm. was France and, and Ireland as well. So there's a huge excitement and buzz around that as well. And obviously from a refereeing point of view, it is the... Um, it, it, you know, it, it, it is the highlight of, of, of your... There'll be many highlights in, in, in a referee's career, as it is as a player, I'm sure. Your, your mm. first cup, your first, you know, cup, Super Cup final, your first international, your, you know, your first world, you know. But the World Cup final is, is, is the pinnacle, really. So I'm sure that, um, you know, Wayne Barnes will be... Um, mm. And I hope that he enjoys the week as well, because it's, it's all about the build-up of the week, you know. Everybody talking about it and leading into into that massive game. So, yeah, it'll, it'll be, it'll, you know, when we talk about pressure on the both teams on, on the weekend, <laughs> think about the pressure on the officials as well. Yeah. On the referee, he's got a big job, hasn't he, Nigel? What do you, what do you make of the, there's been a lot of talk around the, the way that re, um, games have been officiated uh, down here in the Southern Hemisphere and up there in the Northern Hemisphere through the World Cup. Do you think that the officials have got it right? Well, look, they got a lot of they, they, you know. There's been a lot of good, good refereeing, a lot of mm. good decisions made, and, and you'd have to say on on the most they they've got it right. There are you know there are you know there will be decisions in every game which which they wouldn't have gone got, got right. And the the issue that I have sort of with 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 the mod, not so much maybe the, the refereeing, but the mm. modern game, and I suppose the way it's refed, it all comes in 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 one package, I guess. It's, it's become far too too technical, I think, and that's probably a lot to do. Um, 
with the involvement of the TMO because what people expect now is they expect every decision to be scrutinized mm. and looked at from six different angles, slowed down by slow motion, zoomed mm. in to see if you got it right or not. You know, when I, I, I don't think I could referee the, the way that the, I don't think I'd want to referee the way that the game is now because it's far too technical. You know, mm. for me, get, get what matters, you know, get the big decisions that everybody expects you to get. And, you know, who cares if his if his if his if his toe is, is offside, who cares? You know? <laughs> Get in if his whole body's offside. You yeah. know? So so um, Common sense now. So, yeah, it is. So, so it's the game. I think it's it's so and that's probably what brings in then the scrutiny and probably inconsistencies as well, because it's become far too technical. Just on that, how would you have coped if you had a constant TMO coming in your ear, mate? Would you be giving him an earful? Oh, hey, easy enough. I, 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 would have, I would have pulled the plug out of my comm system and I would hear them all game. I, look, I was, I was very lucky. I, I had, you know, one of the best referees ever and uh, if not the best uh, and, and one of the best coaches and TMO as well was Derek Bevan was my mm. TMO for many, many years in a lot of matches. And um, he, he was the same way of refereeing as me. He'd, he'd only come in at really what matters. If we had to sit down and discuss and have a debate about if somebody was offside or not, then there's no point having that conversation and blowing the whistle for it, you know. So I was very lucky in that sense because we knew the way that the both of us would want the game played and the way the game refereed. So, look, no, I, I'm sure I've been told a few of the TMOs uh, in, the, in this modern game. I said, no, thank you very much. I, I'll manage on my own, thank you. <laughs> Nigel, when you, when you get through to that, um, that final game, which you've been involved in, um, do, do you feel the the I guess the nervousness of the players out there? Is there a, a time when you're in that in that um, in that game that final where you've thought this player's just you know he's out of the ordinary here, or or is it just another game? Um, well, I, I think in that final in 2015, it, it just seemed like another game for mm. for everybody involved, really, because. I remember I was on touch for the 2011 final out in, in New Zealand and, and New Zealand looked nervous. They looked nervous. Oh, don't tell me. Don't tell me. <laughs> and obviously, the, you know, the, the country was waiting for that win and on home soil as well. So you could feel the nervousness of New Zealand in that final. Mm. The French just turned up and obviously they did care, but they had the attitude of, well, we're just going to go out there and play because there's no pressure on us. Now, in 2015... New Zealand were really quite, you know, they were they were they were playing the best rugby of anybody during that tournament. They were heads and shoulders above everybody, really, to be honest. And and that came across in that final. They were just so relaxed, and 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 that's the way that I approached it as well. I approached that final as well. I'm refereeing New Zealand Australia. Uh, the, you know, I, I did the Bedizer Cup a couple of months before that in Eden Park. So I thought it's just another Bedizer Cup, which I've done about five or six times by that time. And that's the way that I approach it. But obviously, the morning of the game, when you walked in the field and Dan Carter was ready to kick off and you're ready to blow the whistle and you sort of realise this is just not the Bedizel Cup game. This is another <laughs> Bedizel Cup type of game. This, this is the World Cup final. But no, New Zealand in that 2015 final and Australia as well, to be fair, they were just seemed all very relaxed and just went out. And that's why I think to date that has been the best World Cup final, I think, because mm. it was a brilliant game of rugby. Australia came back to it early second half, which made a game of it. New Zealand always seemed to have it in control, and they played some brilliant rugby, some brilliant tries by both teams in that game. And I, I think of all the World Cup finals, and I may be a bit biased here, but to me that was the best one to, mm. to watch as a spectacle as well. And that was probably a lot to do with the both teams 
really looked at, at ease and comfortable within their own skins in that final, you know? Hey, Nigel, I really got to applaud you, mate, because I've played in a couple of your games that you've officiated, and the way that you allow players to make decisions out on the park, you're not stealing the limelight, you're officiating fairly, it's kudos to you, mate. Because I remember the game in 2012 in South Africa, and you'll know that game, it was high-paced, high-scoring, back and forward, both teams playing extremely well, and, and New Zealand just coming home in the end and getting it done. There was that photo of you standing there absolutely tight. I think you cramped up in that game, didn't you? I did, yeah. That was the um, that was 2013, was it? In Nelly Park, that um, the game of the century, what many people yes. call it. I'm, you know, Steve Anson still tells me to this day when I see when I, if I bump into him, whatever. He always says, you know, that 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 was the the best game that he's seen or been involved in. Mm. It was one hell of a game of of, of rugby, and, and what you had, you see, I think, I think, what because I was a big in in the Six Nations before that, you didn't have bonus points. And I was a big advocate for bonus points. And it was that was the game that really triggered it for me. Because mm. if South Africa would have had to win that game just by winning it, then you'd have probably, they'd have stuffed it up the jumper. They would have sort of kept it tight. They would have tried and kept the ball away from New Zealand, which they may well try to do on this weekend in, in the final, although they've got some brilliant players behind as well. Um, and they would have probably been happy to win that game 9-6, 12-9. Mm. <laughs> but because they had to score and get a bonus point and prevent New Zealand getting a bonus point. The both teams just went out and played. And and that to me then, and I was a bit advocate for bonus points, and then it came into the Six Nations there not long after that because it certainly did mm. contribute to the game as well. It, it was, you know, it, it was it was one hell of a game of rugby. And I did, yeah, I did cramp up. <laughs> yeah, I was tired too, mate. Don't worry about that. Hey, Nigel, uh, is, there, is there any time in your career where you, and apart the, t- take Izzy out of this one, because I know you would have thought this about Izzy, but where you're refereeing and you're looking at, across those two teams and you're thinking, oh no, not this bloke again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, quite a, quite a few times. Um, no, I, do you know, I, I always found it as a challenge, really. And refereeing is he was a challenge, I can tell you. Um, I was very surprised when he retired that he didn't go into refereeing because he did a pretty good job. It what is, I never, <laughs> ever complained. How good, how good was Richie McCaw at it? Oh, he, he was good. Uh, do you know what I found with, with, with Richie? You know, people are, you know, it's difficult to say who is the best player you've refereed because how do you compare mm. your... I don't know, your 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 Carl Heymans to your Brian O'Driscolls to your Dan Carters to your Richie McCaws to your to your to your different positions in in the game really. Um but for me Richie McCaw was, was what I thought he was good at. He knew where the line was, he knew his referees, he knew with this referee today I I can push the limits, uh, I can sort of be in his face quite a bit uh, if I want to. Or he knew then with some referees that he didn't, he kept his distance because he knew that if you went in the face too much, it would count against you or they just switch off from you. And what, do you know what, for me was, if he did put his body on the line, mm. but when he did put his body on the line and it was on the wrong side, he just got up and got on with it. He never got up and complained that yeah. they, they, they put a shoe on me here because he was on the wrong side, but he, he took it and he got up. And got on with it. He never ever complained. And to me, you know, that's why I think he was so respected by everybody. I think he was a great player, a great leader, and he knew when to challenge. He knew, 
you know, when to keep quiet, and and that was a mark of of, of a great leader, really. And like, you know, for me, he'll go down as as the greatest of of them all, I think. And you're talking there now with the likes of, you know, Dan Carter, McCaw, or Driscoll's, mm. you know, and Dupont at the moment. And and I, you know, I was watching the New Zealand um, Ireland game, and I thought to myself, and he's been about for such a long time, and mm. probably doesn't get the credit he deserves. But to me, he'll go down as, as one of the all-time greats as well is, is, is Aaron Smith. Of his, you know, he's made the All Blacks tick for such a long, yeah. long time. Mm. And in the twilight of his career, he seems to be just at the top of his game again. And I, and I said last year, for me, the best player in the world is DuPont. But looking at this World Cup, you mm. know, Aaron Smith has to be up there, I think, because he really, really is uh, on top of his game and enjoying his rugby. Absolutely love it, Nigel. We, we appreciate you coming on. Before we let you go, I know you're, you're home on the farm, mate. You, you're just enjoying life off the field now. You're doing little bits of, of broadcasting, a bit of media work, and diving into to cattle work, isn't it? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm jo- I've always, since I was eight years of age, my, my dream, sort of my first sort of dream as a little boy, if I remember, was wanting to be a farmer. And mm. I worked in a farm when I left school, and I got a small herd of pedigree heripers, about, about 70 her in total, and, and I just love it. You know, I still do a bit of media work, I do a little bit of speaking. Nice. Um, I also do, um, uh, I'm also a coach a few referees here in Wales, and I also am on the URC sort of review and selectors group. So I'm always involved in, in, in rugby and refereeing still. So I'm enjoying a little bit of everything, to be honest with you. And people ask me, do you, do you miss the refereeing? Would you like to be out in, in, in France now? No chance. I don't miss it one one. I don't miss it one bit. I'm looking forward to going to my local rugby club on Saturday here in Ponteberem and having a few beers and, 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 and watching the game in, in the club. One of the great personalities of rugby, and uh, his name is Nigel Owens, and we appreciate you coming on, Nigel. Just before we let you go, what's the prediction? Give us your prediction, the Oracle. Well, I, I think it's New Zealand for me, if they play the way they've been playing. But we've seen the side that South Africa have, mm. have, have picked and, and, the, and the split on the bench. They are going to try and prevent New Zealand getting ball and, and, and win those collisions and, and, and control the game. And if they do that, and keep it very tight, then, you know, they've got a damn good chance of winning as well. But I think if New Zealand gets some ball and play the way they have been, um, then, yeah, I, I think it'll be New Zealand just. Beautiful, Nigel. Hey, hey Nigel, I forgive you, my friend. Thank you very much. <laughs> should have been a red, should have been a red, Nigel. Hey, listen, before you go, I, I don't forgive you for being in my ear all the time. So. <laughs> I appreciate you, mate. Take care. Thanks so much for your hey, time. Pleasure. All the best, boys. Bye-bye, bye-bye. Cheers, Nigel. He's great. Oh, but I never complain. Oh, I never. Cut, cut I, I promise you, I never complain. I can, I mate. I'm, I'm. I have to put up with you every morning. So I would hate to think what a referee has to put up with you for 80 minutes, coming around and picking that ball up. Like he said, he didn't put you in because you picked that ball up. He put, probably put you in there because you said something as you were picking it up, and then said something as you walked off. Uh, no, he, he, he sent me off because I shouldn't have been anywhere near a ruck. <laughs> and he's come out and said that, mate. What a champion. Just one of the, the great personalities. Always on the pulse with, with a rugby. I loved his conversation about common sense. Yeah. You know, he would have pulled the plug out on that team, mate. And technical. he 100% would have. Makes sense, doesn't it? Too technical. Um, you know, I could, I could never have to listen to that bloke in my ear mm. all the time. I just want to go out there and referee a game. And, and man, I guess that's what, we, what happens with... Um, the future of the game, like where's it going? Mm. Like, where is it really going, refereeing? Don't you love his kind of 
approach to the games. Like he has been a part of the the, the greatest games, the games of the century. Like that one I played in, it was mm. out out of this world. And he spoke about it. Like he knew South Africa were going to have to score tries to get the bonus point. The current situation of the game, and he didn't get overruled about little intricacies in the game, little decision making that the laws say should be correct. He just had a little bit of <clears throat> a little bit of common sense that, that come into his. I, I hope Wayne Barnes can do something like that. Yeah, oh, look, pull the plug, Barnesy. Yeah, and I and I love that bonus point. I think rugby league should look at that. You know, we straight away when he said, I thought, well, you know, if you're down, you you're chasing, you you're not going to give in. Um, and if you're up and you're trying to stop them, then you're not going to give in. You're just going to have a competition all the time. So mm. it does it does interest me whether or not we um, we bring that into our game of rugby league. But you're right with Wayne Barnes. I think Wayne Barnes will get it right. Mm. I think he'll let it flow. Beautiful. There he is, Nigel Owens. Great to catch up with Nigel. Oh, mate, he's a crack-up. Really enjoyed my time with Nigel out on the, on, the, on the field and maybe he was an absolute champion bloke off it as well. Always had time, always said hi and was uh, easily very, very approachable. Anyway, we'll shoot off, we'll come back. We've got a couple of messages coming through the text machine, Double eight, double three. Who am I? Now they're all on the pulse, aren't they, eh? Yeah, that, that first clue stumped you because it stumped Daggy. Don't get you, don't, don't worry about that. Need a new mobile plan? Visit Kogan Mobile. You're listening to Izzy Kempe for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, keeping you healthy this spring.